Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. Yes, it is actually episode 45. Now, I think last time, last week, I labelled the episode wrongly, or I think I said it was episode 43. That was when I interviewed Kyle of This Is Trouble. Um, So yeah, I think I said that that was episode 43, but actually, looking back, I got my numbering a little bit mixed up, and that was actually episode 44, and so this is episode 45, which is pretty exciting, really. You know, it's not the big 5-0 quite, but you know, it's it's a good, solid number. We're getting up there. We are in middle age in terms of the uh, of the pod. Well, we're not really in podcast terms. We're very very young in podcast terms. But nevertheless, you know, it's a good number. Forty five, strong sounding, strong and stable. And I hope that you're enjoying the podcast so far. I hope you're getting value from it. Now, today, what I want to talk about, and apologies as well before I start, because this is a day late. Normally, I like to get these out on the Friday, and I've got into quite a good routine of doing these every Friday over the last few weeks, which hopefully you've seen, but I was traveling yesterday, so it was difficult for me to to get it done, so apologies for that, but anyway, here I am, we're going to get this up on the Saturday, so not too bad. So what I want to talk about today is building the life you want with a personal brand, and I just wanted to sort of riff on that a little bit, because what you'll have noticed, if you've been listening to this show for a period of time. And if you've been following my stuff for a period of time as well, is that, you know, initially I was writing a lot about dating, about game, about pickup and so on. And increasingly I've moved, not really away from that, but I've moved diagonally from that more towards lifestyle type content and specifically niching down on this idea of building a personal brand online. Now, why would I do that? Now, I've tried to sort of seed out some content recently explaining why I'm doing that. And I hope that a lot of people get it. I mean, certainly in terms of my email list and so on, there are people who have subscribed and you've been with me from the beginning and they're still following me and they understand why I'm talking about this stuff. They understand what the connection is with, you know, game or seduction or whatever, or they, or rather they see it as a natural evolution from the topics that I used to talk about before. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that that's getting through. I'm glad that people get what I'm doing, but I did want to do a bit of a show where I riff on some of the issues coming out of that really, just so that I can make it clear, because I think it's important that people know the direction of the content that I'm doing, why I'm doing it, where we're going, uh, and what the connection is with my earlier work, if you want to uh, aggrandize it like that. Now, you know, so why am I talking about personal brands? Well, for me, I don't know, I got into game, I got into going out and meeting girls and all that kind of stuff quite a long time ago now, really. I mean, we're talking back in 2005 when the game came out in the UK and I read that book and I liked it and I got to meet other people who were similarly influenced and we got into this whole scene for a while and I began writing about that and so on and so forth and that was a really exciting creative period in my life and I don't mean to say that that period is is over per se but it's just that um, other interests and other things come into play but anyway so I discovered all of that stuff and without wanting to make it sound melodramatic, really all that stuff changed my life in a way, as it changed many people's lives. Because what we learned, I think, is that not only were were the ideas that we had about dating and about relationships 
incorrect or at least somewhat naive perhaps uh, to the reality of how things works we also learned that our ideas about society and about life were, were similarly naive were similarly uh, not accurate or rather to put it another way um, there was another way that we could live our lives there was there were different ways that we could approach the the whole business of being on this planet as an adult human being that weren't the conventional get married, have 2.4 kids, get a white picket fence, go and live in the suburbs, etc, etc. And that kind of lifestyle never really appealed to me anyway. And as I met new people, as I got more into reading about business and entrepreneurialism, and all of that, by the way, was as a direct result of the of the game stuff that I've been reading, because a lot of the people who were into game in the early days, who became well known for it, then went on to build businesses. So I'm thinking about people like uh, Owen Cook of RSD, um, you know, and through him he would recommend books. <coughs> Excuse me. He would recommend books by other writers and business thinkers and so on. And there were there were other people as well who. Uh, kind of moved. I mean, there was a guy called Tim who used to work for RSD who who went into, uh, I think, freedom business, he called it, where he went into talking about the digital nomad lifestyle and how to build a business to give you freedom. Um, the guy, Wade Alters, who was previously known as Brad from RSD, similarly went on that same journey of going from talking about game or seduction or dating to going on to talking about business and building a lifestyle around a business so it's not that there's no precedent for this kind of thing there certainly absolutely is and I think it's a very natural precedent because what we realize when we're we're going out and we're dating and we are having a good time in that way we think well firstly wouldn't it be great if this newly found autonomy that I've discovered in my dating life wouldn't it be amazing if I could find that in my personal life as well wouldn't it be amazing if i could find that in the way that i earn a living now in the same way that many guys get trapped into perhaps relationships they don't necessarily want to be in perhaps they get into marriages that you know were ill-conceived and they don't necessarily want to be in in the same way people can also get trapped into careers or into into ways of making an income that are not really compatible with them or their values and i was one of those people because and here's the thing my personal story is that i'm actually now in my 40s so i am not you know a young kind of uh, millennial i'm not coming at this from the the snapchat generation or anything like that but because of the way that my life has rolled out, I have retained, you know, a big degree of autonomy. So I'm unmarried, I live alone, I, you know, I don't have dependents and so on and so forth. So in many ways, my life hasn't changed significantly since my 20s. But then, on the other hand, you know, we get old, you, you know, it, there's no point pretending to be 20 when I'm not. But there's, there's value in this as well, because what I'm, or what I can tell you is that I was one of those people who in many ways took the wrong road with my career and I'll tell you a bit about that and what happened and if you're younger then maybe you can learn from this and if you're the same age as me or even older then maybe it will give you a little bit of inspiration 
too about how you can change things up in your life which is what I did so basically I got into a corporate career in my 20s it was a career basically around sales so I was in sales for a long time but it was in the advertising industry so that was really cool in many ways because I was selling for a long time and that meant that I had to do a lot of work in terms of understanding sales understanding psychology understanding how to relate to people understanding how business works and so on and so forth but also because of the specific sector I was in which which was advertising so I worked for a number of very high profile media companies in the UK and companies actually that have an international presence as well a global presence so I worked for some big big guys uh, both well initially in Manchester and then for most of my career in London which is the really the center of media I guess in the UK um, so I was doing sales but I was also exposed to the world of advertising and the world of marketing so as my career went on and I started to get to work on bigger projects I started to, to rise in superiority within the, the organizations to some degree I was exposed to you know more high-level marketing uh, plans for large organizations so to give you an example we would go to we would work with say you know an airline or we would work with one of the big uh, makeup or uh, skincare manufacturers or something or we would work with one of the big retail brands in the UK or we would work with a big motor manufacturer so we would go in and a lot of the work would be via with advertising agencies so we would work with uh, different advertising agencies, people who buy advertising across different channels. So in newspapers, on the internet, uh, on TV, on radio, etc., etc. So we'd work with those sort of middlemen and the creative agencies who would put together the the creatives. You know what the what the internet video would look like, what the TV ad would look like, what the uh, the print advert would look like. We'd also work with those creative agencies, but we would work with the clients themselves and the marketing departments of the clients. So I worked with you know some FTSE 100 top, top companies in the UK and also companies with a global presence as well. And we would sit down with the people that worked in their marketing departments and we would listen to them we would understand what their concerns were we would understand what their challenges were and we would help them or we would recommend ways in which we could help them with the you know the publications with the the media that we represented so and sorry if that sounds a little opaque but I'm trying not to give too much away because I can't I'm <clears throat> for confidentiality reasons I can't tell you exactly the companies I was working for or the companies that I dealt with but you know for, for example I went to a big presentation by Coca-Cola a few years ago as one of the media companies there and they presented to us their marketing challenges they presented to us their strategy they told us what they were hoping to achieve what their you know what their desired outcomes were in terms of business and in terms of marketing you know the way that consumers thought about them and so on and so forth and that really was part and parcel of my job so to go to sit down and listen to the marketing the heads of marketing of a company like coca-cola is you know is a pretty big thing 
you get to understand how a company like that ticks, what their challenges are, what their, what their plans are, what their strategies are. Okay, now, in many ways, it was a great job. And there were fun parts to it. There were creative parts to it. In the end, uh, I, was, I was also selling, so I was getting that sales experience. And I was, you know, effectively a business consultant, if you like, a marketing consultant for some of these big firms. The reason that it didn't, in the end, work for me is because... I was working for somebody else and I think like many of us that never really sat very well with me to be honest there was nothing you know I worked with some great people I made many great friendships through that work I'm still you know in touch with with many of those people now I've got respect for you know what a lot of those companies did but in the end I was working for somebody else and that was never going to sit very well with me and increasingly to, to circle back to what I was talking about at the beginning as I became interested in game and I became interested in these different ways of operating within society <clears throat> the whole principle of being employed by a company sat less and less well with me and the other thing was I think from a sort of from a uh, personal perspective I never really felt that things were quite right when I was working for a company. I felt like I was representing myself wrongly. I was being inauthentic in some ways. And what do I mean by that? Well, there was a very clear distinction between... Well, actually, <laughs> actually there kind of wasn't because I used to be quite uh, reckless, actually, in, in my day jobs. But there was, a, there was a distinction between my daytime persona and my nighttime persona. So in the daytime, you know, I would get up, put on my shirt and, and tie. We used to wear um, suit and tie um, a few years ago and go into the office and do the job. Um, or, you know, a bit later on, maybe it wasn't a, a suit and tie, but it was certainly, you know, smartly dressed, go in, do the job, tow the company line, you know, look like a good worker and all of that kind of thing. And then in the evening, I'd be going out, going to clubs, meeting these different girls and having all these crazy experiences. And... There was just a disconnect there. There was just a real disconnect between the two things. And people would say to me, you know, so I'd be out in a club or something, or I'd be out in some crazy situation, and I'd, I'd met this, this strange girl, and, you know, and probably I was sort of giving the impression to people that I was quite an alternative sort of character. And then they'd say, well, what do you do? You know, what do you do? What's your, what's your job? What's your, you know, how do you make a, a living? And I would sit there and I'd, I'd sort of, I mean, I'd try and glamorise it a bit, but effectively I'd be saying, well, you know, I kind of work in an office and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I work in the corporate world and, um, yeah, you know, and I've got a mortgage and, um, you know. And that didn't really sit very well with the person that I was becoming. So I was becoming, and the person that I was inside, because inside I was a very different character. And if you've read... Um, something like 10 times happiness zero bullshit which was my last book or if you've read some of my blog then you'll see that I've shared quite extensively about my background so I had a problem with alcohol for a long time I had a problem with uh, other substances I was an addict before I went into recovery and I had some very very tempestuous years you know with depression and addiction and so on and so forth and so and, you know, in, in many ways, the thing with addiction is it doesn't go away. You can stop using the substance. So I haven't drunk for 16 years. I haven't used a drug for 16 years. But 
it doesn't mean that your mindset changes. You know, your mindset is still that of the addict. And so I was still pursuing some pretty crazy, um, you know, life strategies, if you like, including, you could argue, being into game, including, you know, spending all that time meeting different girls and all that kind of thing. I mean, it's not, it may be a fun thing to do, but it's not a conventional thing to do. And so there was always this part of me, because the, it, within the soul of the addict, there is this desire to escape. There's this desire to change the way that we feel, to do things to change the way that our life looks, because we don't like the way that our lives are. And so I always had this very strong pull inside of me in this kind of addictive, almost self-destructive way. And that just didn't sit very well with this image of me as being this kind of corporate, um, kind of conservative kind of guy that was fitting in with the norm, if you like. And I was aware for for many years that something was eventually going to have to give because I was aware that in the corporate world, I wasn't really being myself. I was having to be somebody else. And, you know... um, I don't say that because I'm so amazing and I'm so unique or anything. I'm sure probably a lot of people that work in those corporate jobs feel that, you know, that way or feel something like that. But, you know, for me, because of the way that I'd organised my life, uh, there was an opportunity to, to change that. And I remember people saying to me, you know, I remember one guy in particular I'd worked with for a long time, and he said to me, look, man, you know, he, he was in his, he was 40, you know, he had kids, he had a big mortgage, blah, blah, blah. He said, look, man, you know, what are you doing? You're working in this company. And, you know, if I was you, I would be, I'd be, I'd be off on a beach somewhere. I mean, what are you doing? You're, you know, you're, you're, you're playing the role of a guy who's sort of married and with responsibilities, but you don't have that. So why don't you do something different instead? And it was advice like that, as well as the stuff that I was reading about being an entrepreneur, being self-employed by many, many, many different people. I mean, at some point I'll have to do a post or a podcast about the different resources that I've used to get to this point in my life. But, you know, off the top of my head, I would say people like Pat Flynn. I was listening to the Pat Flynn podcast for a long time, talking about smart passive income. Somebody like Darren Rouse of Pro Blogger. Uh, people like Victor Pride of Bold and Determined was an influence. Um, who else? Gary Vaynerchuk, of course. Uh, lots of business books. Uh, there's somebody else I'm trying to think of that I may come back to me in a minute. But, you know, there are all these different influences. Uh, RSD, to some extent. Tyler talking about uh, that. Tom Torero talking about um, the Flomad experience and, and passive income and so on. All of these different people who are doing this this thing which was being self-employed and making a living through one's own products, through, through one's own ingenuity and resources. And, you know, I knew that at some point it was going to have to happen. And it was in 2017, finally, that for various reasons, things came to a head. I, I'd been through a couple of jobs that hadn't really worked out for different reasons. I felt like I was just chasing my tail and I knew that something had to give and so I changed everything up and that was at the end of in the last quarter of 2017. I left the job that I was at amicably, you know, they were good people there but I knew that I had to make a change and so I did and that leads me to where I am now. Now, I'm not saying before we go down this route that you should if you're listening to this, you think, oh, sod it, I'm going to stuff the corporate world, I'm just going to give up my job and, you know, 
come what may, let's see what happens. For me, it wasn't like that because remember, I'd been writing for a long time. I'd been writing certainly the dating article since 2014, but I'd been writing for different publications and things before that as well, under a different name. I had built a website. I had published several books and the books were making money. So another factor that came into this whole thing was that last year, in 2017, in about June or July, I published a book called How to Be an Asshole, which is uh, the delightfully titled uh, um, work. But um, I believe a good book. I believe one of my best books, actually, in terms of the writing and in terms of the, 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 you know, the content that I talk about there. Anyway, I published that book and it started to sell really well. So the first, the first few books had sold well, but they hadn't sold dramatically. When that book came out, my online income doubled overnight. And suddenly the money that I was getting in was coming up to, you know, not a million miles away from the money that I was getting from the corporate job, along with, you know, certain other bits of income that I had as well. So then I look at that and I think, well, this is growing. And I look at my job and I think, well, I'm not enjoying this. This is crap. And I'm also looking at the wider, you know, macroeconomic picture and, you know, the way that things are going in the industry that I was working in, the things that might affect the UK economy in the next year, couple of years, <coughs> Brexit. <coughs> and I was thinking, you know, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is, it's now that I need to make that big change. And so I did. So I was writing, I was earning money from these books and I had a, an online following as well. So I was on Twitter, I was on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I'm on these different platforms. Um, and I was writing for other people as well. So I was writing for other online magazines. And, you know, I was making money. So I thought, okay, well, I can, I can if I get rid of the corporate job, then I can jump into, into this other stuff and just do it full time. And if I do it full time, then I'm going to make more money from it because I've already demonstrated that I can make money from it. It's just that I haven't got the time to do all the work that's actually necessary. Now, and that's what I did. So my message to you, as I was saying before, is for me, it wasn't that I just made that leap into the, into the darkness with nothing to you know, to, to, to land on. I had something to land on. I already had a project that was up and running and was going and continues to move forward. So do bear that in mind, you know, and what you might want to do, and this is the advice that I think most people give, is to set up your side hustle while you're still in the job, while you've still got the income coming in. You know, have that, have the fundamentals in place before you make the leap because, you know, it's, it's never going to be sensible to leap in completely into the unknown and not know where you know, the next, the next meal's coming from, not know where the next, the next bit of money's coming from. So bear that in mind. However, to move on, um, with me, I was, so I was essentially a writer, you know, somebody who wrote these books about dating and so on. And, but that isn't enough. You know, you can't, and there's a whole other podcast to be done about this, but you can't just be an artist sitting in the garret, you know, writing these books and hoping to make a huge income. Well, Maybe you can. I mean, there is, there's, there's some mixed thoughts on that. But fundamentally, you're going to do better if you have a presence. Because you can publish a book on Amazon. 
you can stick it up there and trust me nobody looks at it nobody buys it you know you get maybe a sale a month or a couple of sales a month or something like that you know and the reason that I have managed to sell books, I've managed to sell thousands of books, and I managed to make a good income from it is because people know who I am. And the reason that people know who I am is because I'm always on social media. I'm always putting out new content. So, and that is what a personal brand is. So what are the platforms that I'm using? Well, I'm on Twitter. So if you look at me on Twitter, I've got about 5,000 followers there, which is really good. A lot of those are coming this year. I have my website, which is realtroyfrancis.com, where since, for, um, how long are we saying now? Like about, I don't know, over a year, a year and a half, I've been publishing an article every day on that blog. But I've actually had the blog since 2014, I think. Uh, we did a revamp last year with Kyle Trouble. And yeah, as I say, you know, an article every day. Uh, maybe miss the odd day here or there, but but fundamentally it's been a daily blog i've now got my email list which is growing very rapidly and the email list is king we, we need to talk about this in another podcast because you you want to you know you don't want to just rely on the social platforms you want to make you want to make sure that you've got your audiences um you know email details so you can contact them directly so anyhow i've got that i'm sending out a daily email to those people i've got facebook which to be honest i probably pay less attention to just because of the way the algorithm works now it's not particularly um, amenable to publishers. I've got Instagram, which if you go and have a look at my page, which is realtryfrancis.com, sorry, realtryfrancis, and please do follow me there as well. Um, I, I'm pimping that, so I'm getting some good images, getting some nice design, putting up memes, putting up some personal pictures and things as well. That's going really well. Uh, Instagram, what else? Uh, I've got this podcast, of course which uh, looking at the figures seems to be doing really well it could actually be my biggest my biggest thing uh so i definitely you know there's going to be changes to this podcast going forward but you know 100% dedicated with that i've also got a youtube channel now youtube i've sort of been in and out of really i was doing daily videos for a while if you remember they were sort of an experiment people have said they you know have had mixed reviews on them but they were kind of they were kind of an experiment really just for me to get used to the format um so but youtube is there i would like to i would like to build up that channel certainly video is very important and you know you've got youtube but then you've also got live streaming so i'll do periscopes on twitter quite a lot because that's my biggest uh, channel i'll do some stuff on instagram from time to time may look at some other channels going forward i've done i've done facebook lives before you know um I have made a commitment to do a piece of video every day so that I can get good at it, but they won't necessarily all sit on YouTube. You know, it'll be a mixture of live and maybe some pre-recorded longer ones as well. So, you know, but anyway, you've got that whole combination of different things and I'm constantly putting out content across those channels because, you know, say I put out a blog post Every time I put out a new blog post, it's an opportunity for somebody new to find me because somebody, most of my traffic now comes through Google, so people find me through search. 
because they're searching for the topics that I talk about. So somebody might find that article, they like it, and then they decide to read more of my stuff. And then they become a fan, maybe they join the email list, and so it goes on, they go into the funnel, and then I can potentially sell things to them, so I can sell books to them. But, you know, there's gonna be a course coming up on all of this stuff, can sell that to them. Um, Coaching, you know, whatever else it is. So that is, the personal brand in essence. The personal brand is me. It's talking about my life, my experiences, things I like, things I'm interested in, and me, fundamentally, above all, helping you to make, you know, to create your own life of freedom, to create the life you want, not the life you think you should, you should live. And it's me going into the details of how I've done that. Now, how I've done that is by having this personal brand. But what I want to say, really, in sort of bring this to a close, is that you know, I'm now sort of morphing into being a business consultant, if you like. I'm becoming somebody who talks about business or entrepreneurialism, if you like. And I love that. I love entrepreneurialism. I love content about it. I think it's fantastic. You know, I want to be like Gary Vee. I want to be like crushing it the whole time and doing, you know, Facebook stories every 20 minutes and, and all the rest of it. I love all of that stuff. I love Grant Cardone. The whole hustle, just get it out there minimum viable product stuff I absolutely adore I think it's fantastic but you have to understand the reason that I'm doing this and the reason that I'm doing all of this is not because I'm some business geek it's not because I'm a tech guy I'm not techie I'm not a business I'm not really I'm more of an artist than a business guy I am you know there are many elements of business that I'm not the strongest you know I'm a creative really I'm somebody who writes I'm somebody who who speaks, I'm somebody who who makes Instagram posts and things. I'm not really a business guy, but we have to be business guys. We all have to be business people in order to support our arts. But what I'm coming around to say is that the reason that I'm talking about all this is fundamentally because it allows me to live the life I want to live. You know, it's not that if I was still in my corporate job, I'd be doing a podcast about corporate work because it wasn't important enough to me. The reason that this stuff is important to me is because it allows me to live the kind of life that I want to live. And what does that really mean? Well, it means, you know, it means being able to see people I'm dating whenever I want to see that person. It means being able to travel whenever I want to travel. It means, you know, today I was really tired because I felt very ill uh, after, after um, quite a lot of traveling. So I just stayed in bed until about 12. Now that I don't normally do that. I don't recommend that, but you know, I'm able to do that because I work for myself. I have that freedom. I can work wherever I want in the world. If I wanted to go to Thailand, I could go to Thailand and just carry on doing the content and everything from there. Not a problem. I could go to Russia. I could go to South America. It's, you know, wherever I want, I don't have to answer to a timetable. I can write about what I want as well. And this is really important. It's not just, I'm not being told by an editor. I'm not being told by somebody, well, this is what we want. And, you know, I can, I can make completely my own schedule. I can make up my own content I can make up my own passion points can be translated into business opportunities so the reason that I'm talking about this stuff as I say is not because I'm going to go really boring and because it's all about business and it's all about numbers and spreadsheets and things no fuck all of that this is about living a great life you know and what better life could there be than doing what you want to do creating content about it 
monetizing your audience and getting paid. That to me sounds like the best possible life that you could have. And I'm passionate about that. I want to help you do it yourself and you can do it. And that's why I'm creating content on this stuff. But, you know, I will still be talking about dating. I'll still be talking about travel. I will still be talking about society and, you know, some personal time stories as well. So all of that stuff will keep coming. But I do think that this personal brand stuff is really important because it's how you can make a life beyond your wildest dreams work in practice. So I will leave it there. Episode 45 of the podcast. We will be coming up to the big 5-0 in a few weeks' time then, won't we? So maybe I'll think of something special to do for that particular episode. But in the meantime, stay tuned. Do follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Follow me on Twitter uh, at Troy7Laws. And if you haven't done so already, please head over to Amazon, look up Troy Francis and get a copy of my book, 10 Times Happiness Zero Bullshit. Because in that, okay, it's a self-help book. It talks a lot about you know going from being unhappy to to happiness and how you can do that but it also talks a lot about how I created my personal brand business as well so there's some really helpful stuff in there for you if that's of interest so do get that and please leave me a review on Amazon as well because that's really helpful oh one final thing as well my email goes out every day packed full of loads and loads of information, motivation about personal brand, about dating, about life in general. Get on it. If you go to, well, actually, I tell you what, I'll leave the link so that you can subscribe in the show notes for this episode, but do get on that email. Goes out every day. Not salesy. There's always value in it. There's always actionable steps in it, and I know you're going to love it. Okay, we will speak next time. Bye-bye.